already met the Thanes of Rigel and even followed them on their quest across the sea. But now travel back to the city they call home mere days after their departure, where a brand new story is taking shape. Set upon by bad luck, a group of disparate individuals find themselves forced to work together at the behest of the rich and the powerful. But in Rigel, nothing is ever quite as it seems. With new powers on the rise and the city's thanes gone, will others rise to the occasion or discover they're not quite heroes at all? The Pod Called Quest presents Quest Side Story. Welcome back to the Pod Called Quest. As always, I'm your friendly neighborhood game master, Josh. And I'm Stephanie. I'm she. And I'm Foz. I'm Laura. And I'm David. Oh. Glug, 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 glug. Glug, 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 Oh, man. One week without playing a character and Felix is just hitting the bottle hard. No, I'm just kidding. He does it every week anyways. Yeah. I was like, nothing has changed. Yes. Oh, man. I guess I just have to fill everyone in. We just spent an hour before recording fucking around with this anime snapchat filter and it was good it was it was good it was amazing <laughs> it's also posted on the patreon oh it's it's already on the patreon yeah it's live oh, oh. oh god which one did oh you choose god. for me Foz? the best one <laughs> <laughs> this is content this is this is a plus content right now yeah gold Oh my God, geez. Well, um, for our patrons, you can go ahead and check that out. Foz, is that for is that for all patrons? Anyone who's a donor yeah. can see that. I'll also be. I mean, can I post it on social media? I'm literally happy yeah, to fine, okay. It. If you're a patron, you can see it like probably a little sooner. You probably will have seen it by the time this comes out, but you'll also be able to check it out on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Um, yeah, see some some goofy ass anime versions of us we found out that uh laura is literally just an anime girl yeah nothing changed <laughs> yeah nothing, nothing changed. changed apparently i didn't know this but yeah. i guess i'm just an anime character guys Who knew? and shane is the prettiest anime boy i've ever seen mm-hmm. <laughs> what a pretty man he's an anime oh. protagonist for sure oh yeah <laughs> oh man good fun good fun well on another news how's everybody doing uh, has, has it been a little been, been a little longer than we usually go for recording an episode because we had to do this one a little late? Mm-hmm. What's everybody doing? Uh, I'm moving tomorrow. Wow. Oh God! Yay, hey. moving! Congrats, Boo, buddy! Moving. That who sucks. Said, who said yay? I mean, uh, the, oh, the ladies I, did. I like moving, <laughs> but oh, you okay. are. Laura, you you've are... moved like twice. Stop it! That's not true. Okay, but you're not going to live in Riverside anymore. So yay! It's true. It's also like my eighth time moving in the last twelve years. No, that's, 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 that's a lot. That. But, but you'll be good. closer to us, so it's better. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, true. You'll be like 20 minutes away. Kind of a beach town city place. Yeah, you're super close to the beach. You've beach got town a city lot place. of super good food next to you. Yes. Worth it. Totally you're not in it. It's an upgrade. Riverside It's an anymore. upgrade. Definitely an upgrade. Uh-huh. It I'm just no- keeps coming back to the fact you're not in Riverside. Yeah, anymore. it's that's, that's the, the only main thing. thing. That's the main thing. I'm excited And you're for. like literally right down the street from your work, basically, right? That's pretty tight. That's, okay. that's cool. nice. So I'm stoked. It's going to be hard work. But What's it going to be like uh, moving all of those rats? Um, we bought some carry uh, some carry bags for for rodents. Are you worried? So they're, like, they're like duffel bags with like um, some, air. 
Yeah, vents. some some air vents. Oh my god! Oh my gosh! How cute! It's gonna be so, fun. That's You're gonna be adorable. like a big chungus in real life, just carrying around <laughs> all of his rats. Except that it's in a, it's in a crate, an airless and sunless crate. If you get another rat, you should name him Scattle. Nah. Oh, we, 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 yeah, definitely. Big Chungus is uh, Foz's barbarian in our Carrying Crown campaign. Oh, nice. He carries rats. No, if anything, the only rat he should have is Scattle Jr. Jr. But you it. named your character Big Chungus yeah. after like the AMPM character? AMPM? What? Chungus? Like the yeah. gas station? Yeah, the gas station character. No, it's like a Looney Tunes no, dude. No, it's Bugs Bunny. Yeah. What? I want to look up this AMPM. Yeah, everybody look yeah. up Big Chungus and uh, look also look up Bugs AMPM because oh. Chungus is a thing. It's, no, it's, it's not. Like oh chungus. my God, he's a big old bunny. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> we are he's so a, off topic tonight. It's, it's incredible. He's a human barbarian with a with the right side of his skull caved in, and he has a seven intelligence, a seven wisdom, and a seven charisma. <laughs> Oh my what? god! Oh, it's Tungus. I'm sorry. <laughs> Dump stats, <laughs> baby. It's close. Oh it's my close. god! Well, yeah. Jeez. I'm still a little upset that I had to look at that with my eyes, Felix. But it's okay. Yeah, Tungus. Yeah, sorry. Uh, I thought it was Chungus. My bad. <laughs> well, to get oh. us off this wacky topic and get us back on track, um, a little thing to announce: just a, a few weeks ago, and now recently released as of uh, this last Monday, which I believe was the 21st. Um, it's earlier this week. Uh, I did an interview on the DM Zach show. Zach's a super great guy. He just does interviews with different people in the tabletop RPG community and GMs and, and other stuff like that. And it was a fun conversation. It's like an hour 15. Uh, we talked a lot about a little, a little bit about the podcast. Unfortunately, I kind of just glazed over that. And we talked about miniatures for almost the entire time. So there's that <laughs> a little bit of a little bit of talking about Dune and the Witcher and stuff too. So yeah. um, if you want to go check out Zach, he's a great guy. We're probably going to be doing some more stuff together. Uh, maybe doing some things next month. Um, but you can check him out uh, at DMZach007 on Twitter. Um, and then uh, we'll go ahead and we'll post his link tree link on social media. And I'll, I'll try to fit it into the uh, show notes this week yeah, because there's already 15,000 things to put in the show notes. But I'll put it in there. Yeah, it's currently on Twitter. So you can check it out there. There's links to his uh, Twitter account and also where you can download the podcast and stuff. So you can take a look there. Yeah, it, it was a lot of fun. I gave it a listen. Um, yeah, yeah, you guys get to listen literally to two people become friends live. We talked to each other for about 10 minutes beforehand to just kind of shot the shit. And then we just started talking and there's like, you can hear the moment where we're like, I think we're buddies. And he's a, he's a, he's a sweet little Canadian man from Alberta. So uh, it was it was good fun. So go give him a listen. He's so a nice. good guy. And uh, you get to hear me talk about nerd shit. So hell yeah. Also, uh, one other thing I wanted to announce because I have been keeping kind of track of this. Uh, a few months ago, we created a new Patreon reward for folks $10 and up called Boons and Blights. It's a fun little mechanic we're going to use to expand the usefulness of hero dice. Um, something that doesn't come up you know, as often as it should, I, I'm willing to admit. But I, I've been looking and we have we have a handful of them. We have we have almost have 50 submissions, which is pretty cool. What? Um, but we're oh, going to need impressive. we're going to need quite a chunk more to really make it pretty viable. And so I just want to encourage anybody on the $10 and up tier. Keep submitting. Now, we don't care how many you submit. I think I think Trip has submitted like 15. So he's Hell really yeah, he's, he's, he's nice. raking them in right now. But um, <laughs> really, as many as you as y'all can can get in there would be awesome. Um, I know we really want to see that become part of the the show as soon as possible. We just need a lot of them to make it kind of viable. Um, I think for now, I think what I'm going to say based off how many we have at the time being, we're probably going to enact that as soon as we go back to the main show. 
because um, we'll probably have enough by then. Um, so that could be a little a little while longer. I apologize. I know the wait's going to be a little bit on that as one of your rewards, but um, it will eventually come up and that'll become a consistent thing we'll have on the show. So um, if you want to see them, you know, come about quicker, keep submitting them. Uh, and if you want to get involved with that, maybe up your pledge or become a $10 donor and you get a bunch of other stuff for $10 tier as well. Um, so, you know, jump on in, submit them. Uh, if you can't find the link, it should be on the Patreon. If you have a rough time finding it, um, hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, or on the website or Patreon or wherever. Shoot us a link and we can get you the uh, the um, the bit.ly link that I have made for it. Cool. Well, um, also, we I just something else I wanted to say, because I know it's kind of been a minute and there's everything's kind of it's just kind of a weird place nowadays nobody really knows you know is it okay to do things is it not okay to do things and obviously we're still doing quest side story we're still remote um because we're trying to be as responsible as possible and uh i just want to say like i really appreciate all you listeners and the patrons especially we know that the wait to go back to the normal campaign and hang out with percy and isla and a and salai and Orin and skelly can't forget skelly has kind of been a while and we know we want to get back to that and we really do want to continue to tell that story we are still working to get back towards that you know we don't have any specific news we don't have any like timeline or anything we can't really say but there are conversations happening and we're trying to figure out what is best for us and our families and, and everything around so uh just know we haven't just relegated to just like ignoring that and something we want to work towards being able to do again so Really just, we appreciate you all so much for sticking by us. For new patrons that have come along only during Quest Side Story since the shutdown, y'all are champs. Yeah. But yeah, we super appreciate folks uh, for, for for just sticking with us and just keeping ear to the ground. As soon as we know anything, we will tell you on whatever the next episode is. It's not going to be something we're going to like keep to ourselves. But as soon as we know what we're actually going to do, we will let you you, we, uh, you all know because um, we want to get back there and we want to uh, be able to like, you know, I don't know. I just want to, I'm gonna see my friends in person again. That'd be really nice. That'd be that'd be really nice to like yeah. be in the same room and have 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 some beers yeah. and some laughs. Same so, yeah. yeah. I'm Agreed. just in this room all by myself. And uh, don't sucks. forget uh, that thousand dollar month tier. <laughs> Finally, get that Shane and Stephanie bare knuckle backyard yeah. brawl. Hell yes. Yeah, live streamed on Twitch. I don't think we could do that on Twitch. Uh, Twitch would shut us down. Really? That's right. I mean, the can. violence, I think they would super they would super shut us down on Twitch. Oh, the I violence. don't think there's any fighting yeah. on Twitch. We could probably do you could probably do like YouTube live. Oh, we could just use Oh, my, fuck uh, it. We'll just do Facebook live. Mark Zuckerberg Zucker nerd doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. No, let's just use uh David's OnlyFans. We'll use David's OnlyFans account. Oh, oh we'll do David's OnlyFans. Okay. David, yeah. what is the link to your OnlyFans? Um, I'm not, no, sorry. You don't get it. Right now. <laughs> but what you guys, the loser gets to marry me so I can use my insurance to fix their teeth when they're done. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Hey guys, filing for taxes jointly. Yeah. It's pretty sick. So that's what it is. Yeah. And then you can divorce me after three years and it'll be great. Well, you, you thank really you thought for your generosity. I'm just, trying, oh, I'm just trying to help everyone. Somebody's thought about this yeah. before. Oh, geez. All right. Well, uh, last week, a whole anyway. episode sans David Felix. Oh. Kind of hated it. It was sad. sad. Where was the levity? I was fine. I thought it was great. I thought it was fantastic. Well, Shane, I mean, we know that we know that you're a cold, heartless man. So, I mean, well, I sans, mean Ken, sans Kenzo, that's that's yeah. Sans Kenzo, I was, was, I was more was about. I, I just missed hearing David make stupid comments in the background that I have to cut out because he's not on mic. <laughs> no, he was right next to me the whole time. <laughs> no, so, I mean, I, I apologize fine. for that. That's <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sometimes I hear you say things. And I'm like, that was fucking funny, but I, no one can hear it. Yeah. It's the ADD. God damn it. Sometimes I hear David say stuff and I'm like, who the fuck are you talking to? Yeah. <laughs> himself, dude. Himself. That's the perfect Kenzo moment. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, sometimes <laughs> I hear you say things and I, w- I will clip them out of the episode and put them for the bloopers. I just up the volume because it's genuine gold. And I'm like, this sucks that nobody got to laugh at this because you said this and <laughs> no one can hear it. Aww. We're four feet from your mic. Cute. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess a little bit of things revealed, sort of. Um, I mean, the the one big weird fucking thing, uh, kind of two, but one is the um, the face of Percy, huh? Yeah, I don't what even the know fuck? what to fucking do with that. Weird. Yeah, Fosmeyer, how do you feel? I'm not asking anybody else. How does Fosmeyer feel? I feel, um, I feel violated and <laughs> uh, insecure. Um, there was a good. A good theory, at least something that uh, I I had to grab onto from the Discord. They said that it has to do with the missing hand of Percy, and I thought that was oh. interesting. I don't, I, I I have no idea how that could relate to it, but it's a good it's a good uh, stepping stone to yeah. You know, it's a missing piece of Percy, and y'all didn't check his hands. Yeah, it's an interesting thought. That's Sketchy. for sure. Shit. We Plus, didn't check his hands. You didn't? Plus, weren't you down in the area to where they were like draining the dead of their? Oh like, yeah, oh yeah. Of, a lot of like, undead of stuff their, going yeah, on. Yeah, there was a lot of like tubes and shit draining people. Or like, was there? Yeah, tubes oh, that was the shit? only. Oh, no, that wasn't the only time, but that was a mm-hmm. time that we dealt with undead. Mm-hmm. It was also the only before, other time was on top of the tower. It was also before the podcast, so like mm. for a for a, a Discord homie to call that out. Um, Shot yeah. my memory. It was That's great. Solid. Yeah, that is. Hell Who yeah. was it? Yeah, I guess Percy's that? Percy's mechanical hand is pretty fucking iconic. So mm-hmm. I'm looking yeah. this up. I want to credit because that's a really I th- good. I want to. S- yeah, I think it's Mel-, Mel Melman. Was it? oh, it's yeah. my buddy Andrew. Yeah, I think it's Andrew. I thought it was McNuggets, but it, it could be Melman. Let's check because I don't want to give I don't want to give Andrew credit when it actually deserves to Dan or vice versa. Mm-hmm. That would be shitty. Got to give credit where credit's due. I just really loved everyone's like like. In the episode, everyone's audible, like, what the fuck was I know. <laughs> I was, was listening so to that episode awesome. the other day and I was cracking up because literally in unison, all of us go, What? what? Like, all at the same exact time. It was hilarious. <laughs> was great. Yeah, that was a good, genuine uh, moment of surprise for all of yeah, us. Yeah, it right? really was. Yeah. I thought that would take you off guard. It was crazy because, like, when we, when you said it was one of the things, I feel like we should have reacted like, that no, we, I think like, we're all worse scared. Than we did. We're all like, what? But then we found it was Percy for some reason. That was the craziest. We're like, what? But we already knew it's like one of us. I feel like we would have done that anyways because all of us were like, like waiting, like tick, 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 tick. Who the fuck's it going to be? You know? Yes, all of us were like, wait, a feigns. Mm-hmm. Which one? But it would have been weird if it if it was any of us. Yeah, yeah I think exactly. any of us we would have had the same reaction probably. It was just like weird to hear it. Like, wait, huh? Yeah, I'm trying to imagine how I would feel. As Foz, and I feel like violated is a good word. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's Andrew. Hell nice. Yeah. Melman 11. Fuck nice, yeah. Andrew. What a cool theory. We'll see. Nice, we'll see, Andrew. Uh, nice. We'll see what happens. I don't know. I literally don't know. I kind of I just, I just decided that in the moment, guys. <laughs> Shit. I kind of feel. Did you really decide that in the moment? Now we have no know. idea. He'll never I don't know. Did I? Don't even know. Yeah. I don't know. Did I? I? I don't know if I did. Josh doesn't even know, like, why it has Percy's. I don't even remember that night, dude. Like I was so fucking, you know, uh, drunk or something. No, you're lying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's gonna wait for someone else to like come up with a theory that he likes, and he's gonna be like, "Oh yeah, let's just go with that." I had this conversation yeah. with GJ. I can't say I can't say your username. I don't understand how it's pronounced. GJ. Yeah. I had this conversation on the Discord. Um, I don't do that. I subscribe to the George R. R. Martin like idea of that. Mm-hmm. 
He talks about, he didn't say it explicitly, but pretty much spoilers. He basically says like, people fucking guessed who Jon Snow was. They fucking guessed it. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I had this debate for myself for years. Do I change it? Now that everyone knows years, like decades before it's going to get revealed. And he was like, no, he's like, that's, that's not honest to me. And it's, it's dishonest yeah. to me and the, and the reader. He's like, no, he's like, that should be a reward. They figured it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So no, if it's, if that's the right thing, it's going to be the right thing. It doesn't mean I don't like modify story to make it good as I'm like writing it and working on it because the story changes. But like big plot points, like nah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I saw it was a it was one of the writers for like Gravity Falls back in the day, which I love that show. If you guys haven't seen it, it's an animated show that's great. But yeah, they like posted a thing where they talked about um, awesome. when it comes to when it comes to like people figuring things out. He's like every writer's goal should be to uh, to have people say. Like I knew it, not like where the fuck did that come from? There's a difference between those two different reactions, you right. know. So it's like, yeah, it's like that reward, like for people that yeah. are invested and are going to dig and look for, look at all the details to try and put together theories. Dude, give it to them, like they deserve it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, subverting expectations and that's not always the way to go. Like it's not always what people well, want. Well, there's a difference between subverting expectations and just being a bad writer and, and being M Night Shyamalan. Don't you knock relax, on Six Sense and Unbreakable dog. are the dog. shit, dude. <laughs> They're <laughs> so good. I'm a big M. Night fan. We are oh, not going to pretend like M. Night's last, like, whatever, how many movies were yeah. total garbage. So Split was, o- Split was only good because James McAvoy is a fucking genius. I never saw it. It's Hollywood. It's, it's, he plays like 23 different characters. It's yeah. really good. No, I know what it's about, but I never saw it. It's really good. The happening was trash. It was trash. The happening was trash, but it's funny trash because Mark Wahlberg's in it, and that dude can't act. Yeah. So how do you mom for me? It's he, plants. He has Zoe his moments. It's plants. He has his moments. Zoe Deschanel's in that. Marky Mark. Zoe Deschanel's in the happening. Yeah. I don't remember that. She's not good in it, which is sad because she's good. Mark Wahlberg was good in uh, in the movie. It's an indie film that I'm forgetting the name of right now. Uh, the the I Heart Huckabees. He's amazing oh, in yeah. I Heart Huckabees. That was good. Yeah. yeah. He's he's pl- he plays a firefighter like having a mental like breakdown like in it, like he's well, having mean, like his midlife crisis for the majority awesome. of the things he's done not that great but I like he's like he's good in the nice guys nice yeah. guys is funny speaking of things that are happening what are what are happening not nice guys. <laughs> what Shane there's gonna be a fight there's gonna be Between a fight in Rigel oh that Kenzo was supposed to take part in and now he can't was- yeah. Shane is yeah, I guess so I can I can read that out for you guys again if you want me to. Let me is read Hannibal that what that flyer said. That was really flyer. that was a really shitty segue because you guys didn't help me out there at all. It was, was really it was, hilarious. It was, oh, it was, it was yeah, Josh, sorry, like, dude. Yeah. I was confused. I thought you were talking about the fight with Stephanie again. No, I was trying to segue. Then that was a pause in the next. I mean, you have. Hey, man, you can't blame us. You can't blame us for thinking it had to be Stephanie related. Yeah. It's like every tangent you have. You're a little bit obsessed with me, Shane. I mentioned once once an episode. (laughs) Once an episode. That's so not true. Any more than that would be any more than that would be beating beating it to death. Uh anyways, um let let me reread that flyer for you guys, and then we can dive into the episode. So you saw it was a it was a drawing of this half orc guy. He was um pretty pretty jacked, uh taller than Kenzo, and you saw this apparently Kenzo like picture and he was shirtless it just it was like a waist up shot like almost like almost like a ufc challenger drawing of them standing next to each other um and it said on it it said pearl the pugilist versus the bare naked brawler a bout of fist and fury rematch of the year 
uh, again, sorry, come see the rematch of the year at Fayweather's Pub, 72 West Narrow Street in Ironstead. We want to go there. Oh, yeah, we do. Yay. I want yeah, to meet this Pearl guy. That's happening. That's happening today, right? Yeah. I said, yeah, that you guys were going to bed about, about three, four in the morning. Cause like this, probably four, actually four or five in the morning. Cause the sun's starting to just barely peek out. Like the sky is turning slightly less black and more of like a blue. And you can see that. So y'all are going to sleep in pretty late. Because you're going to get a full night's rest because you're all pretty fucked up. We and are. lots of spells mm-hmm. are used, I think. But um, I guess we can just jump back in and start right there. So uh, the last thing we did was Hannibal reading the death letter, essentially, of Kenzo. So I don't know if we want to go there. Did, did, was there anything specific that Hannibal wanted to do after that? Um, after his one single manly tear? No, I think oh, yeah. he would... Um, I think he would just let them... Let everybody rest and then the next day bring it up. Be like, hey, we should, we should go tell this guy your boy's dead there's not gonna be a fight okay so we'll say that you go to sleep arkrov even though the spell sleep would likely wear off relatively quickly i think by doing that your body gives in and you just sleep through the night totally i don't imagine you pop up when the spell is done because you're probably exhausted both emotionally and physically so you guys sleep late you probably all wake up somewhere around noon where did everybody go to sleep just so i know where everyone's located Razan slept right outside the door. Like we talking Kenzo style outside the door, or like? Well, she was like keeping. She's like like keeping trip him. over you as he leaves the room. Sure. I okay, think that's so a good Ken- idea. Kenzo style is in the door jam. Good. <laughs> no, maybe not in the door jam. Just like on the wall opposite the door. Like she's like okay. maybe a little bit down the hallway, but like definitely eyes on the door, so she would wake up if um, Bestlove tried to leave. Okay. Where's everybody else? Uh, Hannibal and Judas are in the library, or presumably any room where there is like a bunch of books. Okay. Yeah, there's definitely, um, you probably wander in downstairs. There's a small study that has like a decent, like little library. Like I would say, um, two of the walls are filled with books from floor to ceiling. It's like a 12 foot ceiling. So plenty of cool stuff there. If you want to like grab anything or look for it, anything specific you want to look for anything in particular that interests him, he can grab for some books. Uh, no, I think he's just looking at old shit, looking at the oldest shit and Probably trying to get his mind off the fact that Kenzo's dead. Um, okay. Uh, anybody else? Arkrov just fell asleep on the couch. Um, Locke, you too. Just I think, take yeah, a I think I'm just in the hallway near where Razan is and just like, she was kind of concerned about Beslov as well. So, okay. Um, you two wake up and the door's open and he's gone. I'm just kidding. You suck. <laughs> I'll say everybody probably wakes up around the same time. Um, for Locke and Razan, you guys both wake up. Um, the, the door to that room is still closed. Doesn't look like it's been opened or anything. I'm probably a old timer. Hannibal's probably up a little bit before everyone else, but the rest of you all wake up and the day is yours. What would you like to do? Uh, we wake up and as soon as uh, somebody's uh, awake, maybe that's, I don't know, who else who would be awake besides? Uh, downstairs, you Arkrov probably sleeps the longest. Um, you might hear the gals upstairs uh, moving around a little bit. You'd probably notice that because it's it there mm-hmm. upstairs where his bedroom is. So you'd probably hear the feet on the uh, on the the wood floor. Yes. Okay. Um, Hannibal will just wait uh, downstairs by where Kenzo and Arkrov are. Um, and as soon as he sees somebody, he will say, "Uh, good morning. I hope you slept all right." Good morning. Uh, there is something I found on Kenzo's person. I think you should come have a look. What is it? She walks over to you. It, he shows her the uh, the flyer. So you see the flyer. You see this, you know, whole thing about this bout at Feyweather's Pub, and then um, you turn it over, and you guys see the death note from um, the death letter from Kenzo. This this is today. Precisely. 
I was hoping we could all go together. That's probably a good idea. I believe this Pearl would very much like to know that there are the bout will not be happening, at least not with Kenzer. Right. What are we going to do about Baslov? Oh, I almost forgot. I say we leave him. We can't just leave him. He's dangerous. Uh, why not? The Prime Minister is well aware. I mean, I suppose. But what if he transforms again and hurts someone? Well, uh, as far as I'm concerned, it's none of our business. But if he does, I assure you we will take care of it. Okay. Razan? Razan is kind of like listening in on the uh, conversation. She just turned to them. Well, they're, they're down the stairs. Well, then she comes downstairs, having heard what they had just said. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> My bad. Not just Beslov, but what about Ezra? We don't know where he is, and I think he's far more dangerous. Yes, we'll need to find him as well, eventually. One can only assume that he was the one watching us. He might still be. That's certainly not a bad theory. Uh, well, if he's as smart as I believe he is... He should be laying low at least for a little while. Um, Arkrov, uh, with this conversation happening, I think you would you would be up. You would wake up. I think Arkrov starts to stretch, um, stand up, and kind of look around the room. Um, Kenzo is nowhere to be found, I assume. Kenzo's under the blanket. Yeah. So he's like in like, probably the little parlor room where you guys first met Beslov. Um, and then um, Hannibal just covered him with like a blanket or a sheet. That's close to where Arkrov went to sleep. Yeah, you'd have to like walk around the corner, but yeah. But he's in the same spot. Yeah, he's, he's where you guys left him. Arkrov will move in that direction, and he'll stand at the doorway to the parlor room, peering in. He stands there for a moment and just leaves and goes towards the stairs to where everyone's talking. And you guys see Arkrov walk around the uh, corner towards the main entrance where the stairs are. Arkrov, how are you feeling? I'm... I'm okay. Um, do you remember much from last night? Arkrov looks at you strangely, uh, Yes, I, I, I remember. Okay, that's good. Um, Hannibal found something. She kind of looks at Hannibal. It appears that Kenzo was scheduled to have a, a brawling match at a local pub this evening. And he shows him the flyer. Oh, okay. Um, are we going to attend this, uh, this fight? Well, I don't know if there will be a fight, but I believe we owe it to his opponent that uh, we attend. Yes? Yes. This this sounds okay. Yes. And Arkrov, as you say that, is when you happen to flip the page over from the flyer and you see the um, handwriting of Kenzo and the death letter. Arkrov stands there slowly nodding his head as he like bounces from line to line. This is beautiful. Um, May may I keep this? No. And he snatches it out of his hands. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) God damn it. Arkrov um, folds it up gently and... um, puts it into one of his side pockets. There is w- one other thing. I-, I found something else while searching his person. And he, he pulls out the uh, the magical scroll case. Yeah, it's got these, you guys can see it's this really or- ornate. It's almost made from like heavily compressed paper. And the whole thing is festooned with this really deep red, like it- it's, it's, it's kanji essentially. But like you guys just don't, you've never seen this writing before. Maybe Razan has maybe seen it written before, but doesn't know where it's from. But you guys over here on this this far side of the map um, are not as familiar with it. And it seems to have just like this little, simple little lock on one side, but it's just, it's just covered in this writing. Um, I'm not sure I can open it, uh, but I believe I may be able to open it if we find a particular scroll. All right. I will hold on to it for now if that's okay with you all. Sure. 
One thing I just want to remind everyone because uh, we haven't read the letter in a week because you guys would have just read it. Not to try to spoil anything that Shane wants to find out what's in here. Kenzo did say burn all his belongings and my body to ash. Just reminding everybody. So that's in the thing because you guys would have just read it moments ago. Oh. Also, like, it'd be cool to find out what's inside, right? I don't want to know what's inside first. And then we can burn it. We could burn it after. Yeah, no, yeah we're we're after. we couldn't open it first. We just yeah. have to eventually burn it. That's also true. Loophole. Hey. Loophole. That's a 24 oh, intelligence. Yeah. <laughs> Razan kind of inserts herself in. How are we going to go about respecting his wishes and sending him off? Well, we need to burn him. Yes, but where? How? There's a rather large dumpster uh, right outside my house. Word. <laughs> just, just when I die, my body's trash. Just throw me in the trash. It's just it's garbage. Throw me in the trash. Uh, no, I think uh, he would say, uh, I, I suppose we could uh, take him to the temple of Phrasma. No, we, we will burn him here, outside. Right now? As soon as possible. I guess it really doesn't matter. You did seem like the religious type. Uh, as long as best love is... Okay with this, then we will burn him outside. Fuck what Beslov is okay with. <clears throat> Standing at the top of the stairs is uh, Beslov. <laughs> oh, good morning. Ah, yes. Speak of the werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> you can do whatever you want. Really? Really. And he just walks downstairs and just like pushes past you guys, turns the corner to the right, goes back down the other side of the house. Razan follows him. You like see him like turn into a kitchen and he's just like, oh, look, I have a new shadow. Where's Ezra? You have to explain yourself. Why, why in the world would I know the man stabbed me? Can I have Can I have five fucking minutes to get some goddamn breakfast? And then you can question me. She rolls her eyes. Fine. She leaves the kitchen. Arkrev goes upstairs um, back to the parlor and um, grabs Kenza's body and puts him on his shoulders and starts to go outside. You go out. Um, the front door kind of opens up into this kind of large manor there's this kind of these large grounds uh, there is that little seating area over to the left where you guys met up with him the last time you were here there's a number of different places to go there's even enough room here where there's some crops being grown there's the gatehouse there's a lot of I mean, it depends on what you're looking for it's a it's a big place um, yeah just it's gonna be in the middle of um one of the grass yards like it's an open stretch of grass yeah you're able to find like a little Greenway with some trees and everything, but I mean, there's there's no like altars or anything like that. But you're able to find like some little patch of grass and stuff. Yeah, he just lays them straight down onto the grass. Um, is there? I mean, with with the landscape or with the houses that are on the property, there's I assume there's like a wood pile somewhere. Uh, yeah, you could probably find one back towards the the house that you guys were in last night that you were underneath the old kind of guest house. Arkrav will start to move some wood back and forth and start to build a pyre um, atop okay. Hannibal Kenzo's help. body. Well, I'll probably okay. put it beneath his body, too. Yeah, you'll, pro- you'll probably set, like, you'll do, like, Lincoln Log style, and right. then you, you'll like, set do, a like, base. a... Yeah. Right. You could pile, like, some leaves and some other shit on the inside of it for kindling, and you could place him on top of it and then light that shit from underneath. He does it good and cool. <laughs> you want to say <laughs> Can you roll really a good cool. and cool check? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so you guys are able to build up this pyre. It takes a little while, probably takes 30 minutes at least to build that up, maybe close to an hour uh, to really get everything transported because the logs aren't like close. Because, Like I said, it's a big sprawling estate, but um, you're able to get that set up and you guys are able to move Kenzo's body and, and lie him down with all of his really cool, valuable stuff. We loot his body. <laughs> oh my God. We already took his money and stuff, right? His gold and everything? Yeah, Hannibal. 
everyone's standing around the the pyre, and and I was like, wait. Just well, like he did mention in his note. He said, "Donate my money to whoever needs it." Right? Yeah. yeah. We, we already took we, his money, right? We split that. Yeah, out. we already figured yeah. that out. Yeah. You already split that up. Okay. But we could we could take his armor and sell it. You know. Yeah, that's true. I mean, uh, it, it's it's up to you guys. Uh, just just so we know. I mean, what what are you guys gonna do with his stuff? No, we have to burn it. We'll burn his stuff, but not the locked thing. Yeah. I w- I will also say, like, you're not gonna be able to just burn magic items. Like, they're gonna be left afterwards. You, uh, Hannibal would know that because he's a wizard. We'll burn him and then take whatever survives. How about that? No, we'll take okay, his magic guys, items. We'll take his magic you guys items. He's going to be here a while to have a body no. burn completely to ash. <laughs> no, we will take his magic items and then we will burn. Okay. okay fine. That makes a lot more sense. So you guys are able to take the, the magic items that no matter really what you did would survive the, the pyre. I'm sure Kenzo would understand. You guys are able to set up this pyre. Does anybody want to say anything now that it's ready before it's done? Um, how do you guys want to? How do you guys want to carry out the um, this little flame and funeral? Mm, um, so sad. Hannibal definitely wants to say some words. I think Arcrod would go to Hannibal and um, kind of pull him aside. Hannibal, um, would you be able to um, say a few words uh, in honor of Kenzo? I would. I would appreciate it. I don't think I could speak um, today. Uh, of course, dear boy. And he puts his hand on Arkov's shoulder. Thank you. Uh, and then they walk <laughs> over to the pyre. <laughs> okay, so you guys go over there. Um, everybody's gathered around. Hannibal's standing on like the far side. You guys are all looking at him. As we all surround this makeshift pyre somewhere, maybe in like a, like a little glade of trees on uh, Lord Howell's property where it's away from prying eyes. We have sort of set it up in such a way that it looks fairly ritualistic, but also more practical than anything. And uh, in a sort of last ditch effort to basically dress it up for Kenzo, we've gathered some flowers and placed them uh, around his body, much like, you know, the Virgin Mary. And uh, he's he's set up in a, a sort of regal warrior pose with his uh, both hands on his chest on the hilt of his katana while it's pointed down. And um, as we all gather around, Hannibal will be uh, standing next to Arkrop, and he says, uh, We are gathered here today to remember the life of one Kenzo Hamon. He was a great warrior, a great poet, and a great friend. I did not know him long, but in the time I did, he brought me much joy and showed me that ignorance is bliss. He fought with honor and a tinge of stupidity. But he also fought bravely, selflessly. If he had any family, I do not know, but they would be proud. Would anyone else like to say anything on his behalf? Locke kind of just walks up to um, where his body is lying, and she just says, It was an honor to know you, Kenzo. Thank you for being my friend. And she just steps back. Razan steps forward and she mutters something in a language that none of you guys understand. Let your memory resonate and steps back. He looks at Arkrov one last time, doesn't say anything, but gives you the opportunity to speak if you want. Arkrov kind of gives you a side glance out of his trance and um, gives a quick shake of his head and looks back down at the ground. And after a moment, turns and starts to quickly walk towards the house and then starts to sprint towards the house, running inside. Arkrov, your boy. He's gone. As you guys look up um, to the house where he runs in, you can see standing on the back porch, just leaning against the doorframe, watching you guys is Beslov. Well, 
Razan goes after Arkrov slowly. She doesn't run after him. She walks after him. Oh, dear. Uh, Arkrov, where do you go? Uh, Arkrov goes, runs inside, slams open the door, and um, goes into the the loo and um, slams the door and, and locks it shut. Uh, Razan, you eventually... Um, it's. <laughs> I think intuition says you'd probably know which direction he went. Mm-hmm. You could find your find your way over there. Just knocks on the door. Who is it? It's me, Razan. What do you want? I want to make sure you're okay. I'm fine. Go fuck away. It's okay to be upset. You know you can be upset around us, right? <laughs> What do you even care? What do you mean, why do I care? You've always been the heartless bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. (laughs) Whoa, dang. I'm sorry that you think that. (laughs) I I did not mean this. I'm sorry. And you hear the door unlock and you see peering from couple inches from inside the door is a um, beast form of Arkrov. Oh. With tears streaming down his long snout. Yeah, when you see Razan, she's got a pretty straight face, but you do see a couple of tears, like tear tracks on her face. It's never easy to see that happen. Trust me. I don't think you understand. I'll never understand how you feel specifically right now because I'm not you, but I've watched a lot of people die been in your position many times i've watched people i care about just stolen away from me it's not it never gets easier i've never felt this way about a human man before i'm so sorry you didn't deserve this kenzo didn't deserve this nobody deserved this arkrav um opens the door wider and um leaves himself open for embrace razan doesn't go in for it she's not a hugger Just stare, stare at each other, crying. <laughs> meanwhile, oh my god! Oh, yeah, meanwhile, shit. back outside, um, Hannibal and Locke and Judas and Judas. I apologize. Judas. After Razan takes off, he sort of looks to Locke and with a worried glance and shrugs, and they maybe sit in silence for a few seconds, and then eventually decide best not to wait. Uh, we don't know when our crowd's going to be back, so he says. Uh, in the name of the Twelve, may your soul find rest in the afterlife. And may Phrasma judge you with neutrality. Godspeed, Kenzo Hamon. And he holds up his fingers and he snaps him. And he says, Eureka. And then the pyre catches. <laughs> oh, Judas, get down. And he pulls Judas off of Kenzo's body. <laughs> Aww. I'm just waiting for Judas to say some words about me. <laughs> if only. <laughs> and then uh, he goes to stand next to Locke and offers his hand. She takes it. And they hold hands and just watch uh, Kenzo taken up by the flames. Arkrov and Razan, do you guys eventually go outside? Yeah, I think Arkrov will eventually like start to wipe his tears and move past Razan um, and go towards the flaming pyre. Um, Arkrov remains in his uh, fox form. Razan just kind of follows him out and stands next to him. Okay, you guys go out there. You join up with the other two. You guys stand here and you watch as it, it burns down. It gets goes up into a, a large fire. But eventually the, the pyre burns down and you guys stand here for a while. You're probably here for 
I don't know, upwards of maybe an hour. I don't know if you guys stay. What do you guys do? This fire is going to burn for a while. It's got lots of kindling. The fire is technically magical. Like it's got a whole Kenzo body to burn through. Lots of fuel. So it depends on how long you guys want to stay. It's up to you. Also, Hannibal said his sword was on his chest. So we got to wait for that. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, it's uh, Well, a katana would weigh more than five pounds, so you couldn't mage hand it. I mean, in the real world, yeah, but in, in the Pathfinder world, it might be like five pounds exactly. Um, six pounds, unfortunately. Oh, uh, it's one pound sorry, heavier. Sorry, no, buddy. That's, that's six pounds. I bet they plan that shit. It is six pounds, yeah. Just reach for it. I'm fine. So you guys have to hang out. Get his sword, or you can leave it. We'll grab it. We can grab it. If we, yeah, we should, like, what? If we leave it and just let him burn, then, like, Beslov gets it. That seems a little... It just feels weird leaving it in his possession. Whoever's going to reach in, roll a reflex save. Do it. Oh, I guess I can do it. Let's just wait. I don't want to reach in. Yeah, we can just poke it out with the stick. That sounds This is insane. This scene is insane. It's very touching. You stand there for 20 minutes and you're all like, Hannibal's like, um, so (laughs) we should probably get going. He's like, oh, there's a stick over here. And he goes and he's like, just, he's just stabbed. And it's in Kenzo's body's hand. So he's poking Kenzo's charred body. The stick catches on fire. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. He's got a flaming stick in his hand. He's trying to put it out, but he's beating Kenzo over the face with it. <laughs> what is wrong with us? Oh, my God. It's everything Kenzo would want. It's everything Kenzo would want. Kenzo would be giggling in the background. He would. Yeah. Be- He'd be like, ha 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 he wasn't um, precious about his life. And so having him be able to give you guys one more laugh after he was dead, is probably the one thing he would want. I, I feel like it's one of those moments where like everyone's super serious about like trying to make this thing happen. And then as it becomes more and more ridiculous, we all just start to laugh, like yeah, chuckle to each <laughs> other and then just bust out into laughter. Yeah. And it's perfect because it's everything that he would want. You guys are able to get it. What do you guys want to do next? Go to the... We should uh, go to the fight. The fight. Let's go okay. find this guy and give him the bad news. Head out from the Howl Estate? I think so. Wait, Rosanna wants to talk to Beslov again before they leave. Okay, you want to talk to uh, Beslov, Steph? Yeah. He's uh, he's just sitting on the back porch. So Razan goes up to the porch and just takes a seat near him. He looks over at you, raises his eyebrows. We're going to need to find Ezra. Do you have anything? Any idea of where he might have gone? Any idea who he might be working for? I thought he was working for me. He's always worked for my family. I don't even know where we would go to begin to find him. I don't know either. Be honest. Were you the one that sent that creature after him? No. I don't deal in that kind of stuff. I don't even know where I would find something like that. He was obviously involved in something bigger, but I don't even know where to start. I don't either. Just just so many... He's just in charge of so many affairs for the family. Just makes me scared for... I mean, you guys don't know this. I'm married. I have two children. Are they safe? Yes. Good. Did he live here? Where did he stay? He bounced around. I didn't ask questions. It's not my job. I employed him. He would stay here sometimes when he needed a room and board. From from what I've at least gathered, it wasn't a, a pleasant home life for him. Did he ever leave any belongings here? Anything that we can look at? or Nothing I would know of. I wouldn't be able to call out any of his stuff if I saw it. 
I don't know for certain, but I'm almost positive that he was the one that was watching us. You should check your house very thoroughly. Yeah, probably. Is um, that Arkrov? He looks over at the kitsune that's now standing in uh, in the yard. Yeah, don't tell anyone. I mean, he points to himself. Fair enough. I think if out of everyone that's here right now, I understand whatever he's going through in regards to what he is better than any of you. Let us know if you hear from Ezra. If anything happens, if you need our help, what I'm trying to say is we're here. Kind of cocks his head and puts an eyebrow up and kind of gives you like a smirk. Are you trying to get some breakfast? I mean, I can make you some too. Is that really what you're buttering me up for? And don't get cocky. What I'm trying to say is thank you for saving the prime minister. Thank you for letting us stay here. I'm sorry that you got attacked. And if you hear from Ezra, please let us know because we're in danger too. Thank you. Yeah, I can do that. Good. Um, What do you all plan to do next? I don't know. We'll check in with Reynard and the prime minister. We'll see about whatever this fight was that Kenzo was supposed to go to. I honestly don't know what we're going to do next. There's nothing. It stops here. Yeah, just... I don't know. I just, my mind is racing. I've known Ezra almost my entire life. He's like a, he's like a brother to me. Aside from the legal precedent of it, he was essentially adopted by the family. I don't, I don't understand. He was even the one, and not to drag this back out into the light, but what you saw down there mm. was barely involved. And I'm not absolving myself of blame. I'm trying to explain the situation. He was in charge of it. He always was. He was in charge of it when my father was alive. He was in charge of it forever. You just let him do it? Was, it was always his job. It was That was his whole thing. The father put him in charge of it decades ago. Was there an, ever any progress? I mean, I'm still me. Right. Your old dad was real ashamed of what his son was. Didn't really want to like and throw up with the family. I don't mean to be this person. I'm not looking for your pity, but... Ugh, never mind. What? I just... Thinking about the fact that Ezra is not on my side, whatever side I'm on, and thinking him being in charge of everything that happened down there. My father spent an unheard of amount of the family's fortune trying to reverse whatever I got from my mom. Mm. This wasn't something that was done to me. This is hereditary. What happened to your mother? She passed away a long time ago. Because of this? I don't want to talk about my mom. It's fine. You know what it's like to have a father that hates you just for what you are? I don't. But I'm sorry. I spent a lot of time down there when my dad was alive. Not all of it willing. Look, just because he hated you doesn't mean you need to hate yourself. Why don't you leave this in the past? It's done. It's just a lot of it's a lot of blame on my family's hands, and I always just turned a blind eye to what was really going on down there. I had no idea it was as bad as it was. I only ever went in the lab, never went downstairs. What you all were talking about last night. You have been given a gift. Think of it this way. You now know who you cannot trust, and you now know that it's time to move on from this, and that it's time to make a change. Take advantage of this moment and do something with it. Make it right. You have the chance. You just like gives you a little nod. Razan just gets up and starts to walk away. Like I said, let us know if you need anything. We'll be around. She takes a few more steps. Also, we unlocked one of the doors down there. You should probably be aware of that. I don't know what happened to that guy. And she leaves. You just, as you kind of turn around, <laughs> you just see a really puzzled look on his face. Like, what the fuck is she talking about? Oh, shit. <laughs> boop, boop, boop. Fucking mic drop, yo. <laughs> Fucking mic Yikes. drop on Razan. I'm glad you mentioned that guy. I was, I was hoping you would. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Okay, so um, you guys are able to leave. And it's probably by this time, it's like probably two or three o'clock in the afternoon by the time you guys are done with all that. But you're able to walk from Guildside. Where Where is everybody heading? Where do we want to go? You want to straight for Feywether's pub? I think so. I mean, that's, that's probably not for a few hours, right? 
Yeah, I mean, it would. I probably would say the time. I didn't put that down on there, but it would probably be like after dark. You know what I mean? Like they'd want um, people there, like drinking and like it's a, it's a pub. It helps sell drinks and shit. Well, I you was know? thinking we would go like warn them, like, hey, you you ain't gonna have a fight tonight. Yeah, that makes like, sense. That's good for them to know. As soon <laughs> that's as actually really considerate of you. <laughs> um, just a good thing to know. Yeah. Start processing refunds now. Okay, so you guys uh, leave the Howell Estate. Uh, I do have to ask, uh, Arkrov, are you staying as a Kitsune? Yes. You're staying as a Kitsune yes. as you walk through the city? Yes. He does not okay. give a fuck anymore. Oh, I Hell love yes. it. I love it. All right. I dig it. I dig it. Kenzo wasn't wasn't ashamed of himself. Why should you be? Mm-hmm. Learn a lesson from the man. Hey, you know what? Bright side, Locke, you don't have an uninvited roommate anymore. <laughs> Oh, the next time she, she opens the door it. in the morning, she's going to expect a trip over the man. He's it's, not going to be it's there. It's our there now. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to lose my dad, no, just like crying why, on the floor. Oh, that's yes. why Locke would always open the door and say that you can sleep inside if you want. He never did. She always wanted him to. No. She, she thought he, she wanted him to be her roommate. Oh. Is she okay? Why would she want that? Is Laura okay? Because Locke is lonely, if you guys haven't caught on. She's very lonely. So, you guys continue on. I think the locals would know where this is. Um, Probably Locke. Uh, you, you don't live too far away from Ironstead. Ironstead is on the west, like southwest side of the city. Uh, it borders uh, Omrindale, where you live, which is one of the residential areas, and uh, the Forge Barrow. Okay. Um, whereas, like you know, it's a large kind of a business district, but mostly like foundries are there, warehouses, a lot of like like um, large industrial complexes, kind of are over in that part of the city in the Forge Barrow. The main PCs have their house there. The Mapuches do have their house there, yeah, on the uh, far eastern side, right on the That's edge right. of the um, the parliamentary assemblage. Um, you guys uh, are able to make your way over there. I would say Hannibal, I think Hannibal knows where this where, where Feyweather's pub is, because it's actually relatively new. Um, it's only been around for, I don't know, maybe maybe like maybe six months at most. It's a pretty new place. So uh, I think that um, Hannibal would have heard of it. Um, I imagine he's he's retired. I mean, the fuck else is he doing than like hanging around town doing what he wants, you know? Uh, he's a bachelor too. Hannibal so. uh, makes a point to try every um, drinking establishment in the city. Yeah, it's really it's really because Judas kind of insists he's kind of has a problem, but you know, <laughs> you know, he's addicted to virgin cocktails. You're looking you're looking for the best virgin daiquiri in town. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Oh. Man, we're gonna start our own diners, drivers, and dives, but for virgin cocktails. Yes. <laughs> What a great hosted by Hannibal and Judas. Oh my God. Make sure to like, share and subscribe guys. (laughs) Yeah. They're YouTubers (laughs) and smash that bell icon. So you can know when all of our videos go up right away. Oh my God. If you want to know the best way to help out the show, we have a Patreon. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's gross to have a Patreon book. Patreon.com. So, you guys head through the uh, through Guildside and everything. It takes it takes a while. You guys gotta walk through most of the city. You could probably grab like a little, you know, like a a buggy or something like that, um, like a little wagon to take you guys. It's it's relatively inexpensive to get over there because it would take a while, like a little carriage ride through the city, and they would have public transport like that. Um, but you're able to make it over to um, Ironstead. Ironstead is this really interesting area of uh, of the residential district. The far western side of the city is all residents. You know, there's residents, people that live in other parts of the city, obviously, but this is exclusively like, like legally you can't put a business here. The only thing you could have is you could technically like own like an apartment building and, and be a landlord if you wanted to do that. And so you guys eventually make your way 
over to Ironstead. Very, like, very dwarven influence of architecture. Um, this area has a lot of dwarves live in this area of town, just primarily because a lot of the dwarves work in the Forge Barrel and because they're really great, wonderful smiths and they have training in that. So when folks come over from Grimhold uh, across the mountains, it's just that this part of the town has kind of grown out of the Forge Barrel from back in the day when Rygill was much smaller. And you eventually come upon um, 72 West Narrow Street uh, in Ironstead. And you guys see it's a pretty humble little establishment. It's a mostly... A stone building with a red bricked roof, uh, or like a red tile roof, and it just says Fayweather's Pub on it. Very like classic, like wood hanging wood signage. Um, Fayweather is written in this like really fanciful, but like really strong and stout script. The way it's written, like these nice like gothic lettering, and you can see the the doors wide open. Uh, there's some noise from coming inside, but it's you know it's probably like it's probably like four four thirty at this time by the time you guys get over there. And so you know it's a uh, not quite drinking time, but it's it's Rigel. It's always drinking time to someone. And so you guys um, enter in and uh, the outside perfectly matches the inside. It's a really humble initial kind of opening foyer that you go into. Off to the right, you immediately see from the door, you can see this elevated stone ring. There's no siding to it. It's like a two foot elevation of stone just right in the middle of this area. And it's got lights around it and everything, and there's seating and, and bar seating and everything all around that area. But you can see, like, even though it's likely been cleaned up, like, it is stained dark brown, likely from plenty of blood being spilled oh, shit. Um, from fights uh, up there. But it's just a stone <laughs> slab. And the rest of it's just, like, bar seating and everything. It's, it's a really quaint, simple, even though it's relatively new, it still looks a little well-worn in. And you can see standing at the bar is a very tall Goliath. Just cleaning some glasses, serving a couple drinks to some patrons in there. There's a couple dwarves here or there, some humans. It's probably about, it's probably about 10 people in here at this point, uh, this time of the day. But yeah, you guys come in. It's um The the pub is yours. Hannibal walks up to the bar. Locke will also follow him up to the bar. Uh, so you see this Goliath um, is kind of having a conversation with a, a patron. Uh, they're just kind of shooting the shit about just the going on. How's, how's, the, how's the pub business and everything? And uh, he turns to you and just... Um, is there something that I can help you with? Uh, yes. Good to get you something to drink. Oh, uh, what do you recommend? How specials? Um, well, we do have the, um, hold up one sec. And you see him, like, going to the back. You hear him yell, Vesa! You hear uh, just a voice from the back. What? That someone wants this specialty drink. I don't know how it is, how it is made. And there's a few moments that go by and he kind of walks back over sheepishly. Sorry, I don't normally work the bar. And then you see coming out of the little swinging both ways doors is this uh, beautiful red-haired elven woman. It's kind of very curly and tied up into like this like half side ponytail of just like get it out of her face. She comes and she says, hello, um, welcome to Fairweather's pub. Um, did you want something in particular? Were you looking for the house specialty, sir? Uh, first time, uh, yes, I was hoping to try whatever you recommend. Oh, I would recommend. Uh, are you into something strong or something a little bit not so strong? Uh, Strong for me, um, Locke? Uh, not so strong for me, please. And not strong at all for a Judas here. Oh, little bird. It's rather cute. Um, Keg, why don't you, um, go ahead, um, get, um, get that dwarven ale that we got in just a few weeks ago. Grab that and, um, I think we should get you a pixie dust. Oh, that sounds lovely. Oh, I meant the, the our older gentleman here. Oh, sure, that sounds uh, right up my alley. <laughs> Perfect. Um, Keg, just look in the... It's in the book. Just 
come on, pick things up, little brother. Um, he's like, sorry, oh, oh, I will do this. And he goes off and he starts making, he's got these this giant fucking hands working these tiny little like mixing stuff. It's kind of hilarious to watch. And he fumbles around with things a little bit. He like drops some stuff and then is able to catch it. And he eventually comes over and uh, he puts this stein of ale in front of Locke and puts this like sparkly, literally sparkling copper cup in front of Annabelle. He says, I, I think this, you will you will like this. And he looks at Locke and says, that, this one is my favorite. Thank you. You're so very welcome. Uh, if you need anything, um, this is my little brother Keg. Um, I'm Viesa. Um, let us know if you need anything. Sure. Actually, there was one other thing. Uh, we found a flyer, and I uh, believe that there is a fight. Boy, is he here yet? Locke looks over to the voice. Uh, she kind of hides behind Hannibal. You guys see uh, coming out from, like, over kind of by where the, the, the ring is kind of pushing past some some chairs. Looks like he was having a conversation with a couple uh, other people. Um, David, why don't you describe to us what we see? From the back out walks a half-orc who is six foot six. I would say 235 pounds. His tusks aren't that prominent. He is a half-orc. He has a grayish tone to him, but when the light hits him, it almost becomes a salmon color. He has a short sort of uh, crew cut, and he is shirtless with several tattoos. And when you look at one on his neck, it says, For Love, across his neck on the right side. And... You are now addressing Pearl. As he comes out, the elven woman looks over. Yes, I'm, do you, I'm, I'm speaking to some people. Do you, this is how we lose customers. Do you need something? V, he's not here. He's two hours late. Where is he? He's dead. What? Pot, pot, excuse me. You hear like a, the shattering of a glass as Keg drops a glass that's in his hand? Um, Brother. He's not alive anymore. We came here to tell you. He's deceased. He is gone. He's no longer of this world. Oh, Giza, I recognize you. You saw me fight when I was a kid. Uh, did I? No, I don't quite remember. Oh, I, I your face is unmistakable. Back in my, uh, my less legal, he puts up his fingers in like quotes, my less legal <laughs> fights. I definitely <laughs> remember seeing you there. I beg to differ. I've never. He's like making a big show of it. I've never been to any illegal fights. I find that hard to believe. Uh, Please keep keep your voice down. Uh, What was your name again? Pearl? I think you may have known me uh, formerly, my friend, as Sawmoond. But yes, Pearl is my, my ring name. Yes, he has a fight. He's a fighting name. It's quite grand. Well, I am beautiful like a pearl. You get it all from our father. Thank you. Well, I hope you can find an opponent in uh, on such short notice. No, no, I fucking can't. Actually, yes, we're not going to be able to find someone to fill the slot. We'll just have to can- we'll just have to cancel tonight. Pearl. How, I'm sorry. How much do we owe out of pocket? Fuck. No, it's 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 fine. We'll find something else. I mean, if I, we have to, I will fight. No. I will fight. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm no. You see, like, um, Keg, the, this Goliath is standing. He's like, you don't know. He will kill you. You're going, you're going to die. Uh, there is lots of money in short notice fights. Uh, not that I would know anything I, about that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't mean I don't mean to shoot you down, but I cannot endorse this. Oh, not in my establishment. Fuck. And he goes into the back, and you hear him just tearing up no. shit in the back. Yeah. Shit. I'll be right back. Starmund, 
She she goes into the back, and you see Keg is just standing there, like awkwardly, like, "Would you like another round?" I just got this one. No, thank you. Would anybody else like a round? I'll take a drink. Oh, okay. He goes and he just like makes he just makes something. <laughs> yep. It's fine. It doesn't. You know, I, he doesn't even know what it is. I don't even care. <laughs> she just downs it in one gulp, whatever it is. So in the back, um, Viesa comes in. Can you not? Don't no. Don't don't tear up the dr- the, the dried meat storage again, please. Please, it's so it just. We've worked so hard. They like it when I punch it anyways. No, I just, no, it's, it's, and she goes over and she puts her hand on, like, his back. Just, saw, come on, it's all right. <sighs> you don't have anything to prove. The man died. You couldn't have stopped it. He hit me in the balls last time. I know he did. <laughs> you knew the kind of fighter he was. He, he calls himself the bare naked brawler. You had to know this was going, something. He fights dirty, quite literally. I've never felt that before. It's, and she just, she just like gives Pearl a hug. Little brother, everything's going to be fine. If we have to, we'll close for the night and I'll reimburse them. It's fine. We'll get by. I haven't invested all of it yet into you know, goods and everything. We can pay it. Don't worry. I know you're only upset because of the business. You know, don't worry. I'm, we're fine. Finances are in order. I take care of all of it. I am sorry. I know you are. And she gives you a kiss on the cheek. We're going to be fine. Come on, let's go outside. These seems like interesting people we met here. We cannot leave Keg out there by himself. I'm sure everyone is like, he's poisoned someone by now. <laughs> Razan. <laughs> so you guys see as you're kind of all having a chat, as Keg is like cleaning, just wiping down the bar, a few more people have trickled in because a little bit of time has gone by and starting to get to uh, a little bit later. But um, Viesa and Pearl, or Sarmund, have uh, come back out. Sorry about that. Um, just a bit of a family scuffle. We just need to had to patch that up. It'll be all right. Um, anyone, anything else? Um, we're serving dinner about an hour and a half. Our chef will have um, things ready. So any anything anybody wants in the meantime? I'm quite all right. All right, good. As I said, I'm Viesa. Let's me or either of my brothers know if you need anything. It's nice to meet you all. She just goes off to like do something. She's like, she's always going around and like she straightens like a picture on the wall and she goes over and you can see her like she takes like a handkerchief out of like her pocket. She's like scrubbing like one really particular spot on a table for like three minutes and then kind of looks. This is again for like another 30 seconds and then goes and puts the handkerchief back in her pocket, kind of walks around a little bit, even goes out front a little while, kind of looks around. She's just like a little very sweet, but a little busybody she seems to be. And you guys are left standing here looking at this giant Goliath. And this fucking jacked, shirtless half-orc. Is he played by anybody? Yeah, um, I was going to ask who's cast Yeah, us. so yeah. my character in... I'm sorry, because like I'm a boxing fan, but my character is cast as Anthony Joshua, who I think is like the prettiest boxer ever. Ooh. Yeah, he's he's a heavyweight boxer right now. He's, he's fantastic, and he's English, and he's gorgeous. I'm yeah. looking him up right now. And he has the best oh, smile. He's got yeah, such a good he smile. Does. He has the best smile. Yeah. He's always like, oh, he mom, is cute. my mom, my mom, my mom. This goes out to my mom. Yeah. He is very handsome. Good cast. Good cast. Good cast. Nice. nice. I like him. So yeah, you guys are standing here staring at this dude. Razan has probably at this point is like received her drink and takes a sip of it. Oof. It's strong. <clears throat> Good. Do you want me to? I can. No, it's can fine. Put some water into it. It's fine. And then she hands it to Arkrov. Arkrov is distracted um, as you pass it over. And then he kind of looks up and shakes out of what he's thinking about. And then kind of declines and pushes it back to you. She just shrugs and then takes it back and starts sipping it. Brava. He looks like Keg. Yes. Pull one out for everyone. We need to... Do you want me to get the the, the good stuff? Top shelf or the, the not as good stuff? Well, f- for this moment, we'll get the good stuff. Yes. 
Okay, just don't just make sure you tell V it was your idea. <laughs> she doesn't argue with you. Yes, brother. I understand. Just get okay. it. And he goes over to, like the top shelf where you'd normally probably need a ladder, and he just like plucks it off, no problem. And he goes over and he pours out a shot for everybody, including himself and Sarmand. So before uh, Keg goes to pour it out, Pearl waves his hand to Keg, like to to be like, "I'm going to pour it out." He hands you the bottle. Thank you, brother. So, and he addresses all of you, Kenzo, as he as he fucking righteously came into this bar requesting a fight and he's starting to pour the shots for everyone he challenged me like this was some sort of bout eviscerated all of my apprentices and he looks in the corner josh can there be like apprentices in the corner uh yeah i said when you came over you were talking to a couple people and there's like these young these young guns there's a there is a uh, a human woman and there is a small dwar- uh, dwarvish man. He's actually relatively short for a dwarf. The dwarf has this big old fucking shiner in one eye. So, I didn't give two shits until uh, these two dropped and everyone came to me. And Kenzo was drunk at that point. He drank a lot. And uh, we, uh, we raised quite a bit of money off of him. He donated some of his stuff to the, uh, to the youths. That came in here and fought, but uh, I knocked him down a lot, quite a bit. And it was in the last round that he uh, he slapped me from behind the ass, and I knocked him out after that. But man, my testicles were swollen for like a week. He's probably closer to two. Keg, please. This is my story. What? I'm, I'm just including myself. Arkham looks up for a moment. And after that, we had a very intimate relation like no uh conversation <laughs> what? I was like Arkham is really looking up now Arkham's like what and um af- after that uh we agreed to a rematch mind you it took him several minutes to wake up from when I struck him down the last time it it, it was actually close to 10 seconds was it we did go 120 rounds it was more like 6 keg please <laughs> Big brother, you're you, you're constantly exaggerating. These people deserve to know the truth. I don't feel like I'm being hyperbolic right now, brother. That's literally exactly what you are. No, brother, I... Uh, fine. So I guess what Keg says is true. Either way. And as he's finished, you know, he finishes pouring the shots after, like, his long-winded conversation. And he also drops a uh, manly tear, because apparently there's a difference... Uh, no, I'm kidding. He 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 gives the most feminine tear you've ever seen. Fuck yeah, he does. A boxer ever given his life, and uh, he raises his glass. Here's to one of the few men in this town that could give me a go, make me feel alive, and probably the last challenge I'll have in this goddamn town. And he cheers as you guys, all of you. Here, here. I'm confused. Did you fight him or did you fuck him? Was this a ball slap fucking slam down? Like, was this a ball slap fucking takedown? What happened? He slapped his balls and he went on the floor. What happened? That's, I, the entire time I was waiting to ask the question. Like, did he slap his balls and he died? What? No, he, he slapped his balls and then Pearl turned around and knocked him out. Yeah, after he had already lost. After he had already <laughs> That's lost. Insane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What? So he sneers at you and he goes, What don't you understand, Giza? I hear fucking a fighting. We fought. And I knocked him down a lot. 
and when he was not satisfied, he slapped my ass and it set the shockwave from the back of my buttocks to the front of my goddamn this testicles. Your, you are oversharing. You're oversharing. These are uh, like I these said, are, these are please patrons. check this the goddamn is, kegs, keg. Just check the kegs. Okay, no, I, I will check I, I will check him. the kegs. I will check the kegs. <gasps> and he just like lumbers over and like he's like, I checked them and comes back. They're still there. I have to agree with him. It was a little much. You're oversharing. You should. You should take a take a beat. It was a goddamn visceral moment. Fuck all of you. I have no, no one to be- fight. But there's always more to fight. He goes at Razan, and he goes, "But you, biscuit, I like you in your oh fight." <laughs> this just keeps getting worse. <laughs> Will you stop commenting on my life? For the love of God, you're not a fucking bard, Keg. You actually hear a guy from down the from down the uh, the bar is like, "Oh I could, yeah, could you stop fucking commenting on this one and get me a fucking drink, big boy?" And he's like, "Oh, sh- sure, sorry." And he, uh, could I get you some? Yeah, get me a fucking ale. He goes over and gets the guy a drink. He's like, "Lumbers away from you, sir." I'm going to do you a favor, and I'm going to pretend like I didn't hear what you just said. Never repeat it again. We'll be good. Who is sir? I'm talking to you. I'm sorry, biscuit, but uh, <laughs> that is not my name. <laughs> Listen, Biscuit, you grieve in your way, and I grieve in mine. But unless you're willing to take up the wraps and take me in the ring, which I would encourage because you're a delicious-looking Biscuit. <laughs> Jeez, fuck. <laughs> I'm not I ex- love this. But either way, death comes to us all. I grieve the lovely man I was supposed to bout with. I still can't tell if you're talking about fighting or fucking. <laughs> Everybody roll a perception check. Oh. Oh, David, first roll with your new character. Oi, 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 oi. Razan got 20. 27. Arkov? 10. Hannibal? 26. And first roll the new character, Felix? Uh, oh, wow. Not bad. 15. 15. Okay. Pretty much everyone catches on to this. Probably safe for Arkov, which makes sense. This is probably daydreaming a little bit um he's sad daydreaming but you guys see kind of pushing their way into uh uh, the bar are a set of people um they're coming in and immediately as they kind of walk in you guys kind of glance around because they're just kind of boisterous about things and you see viesa off talking to like a patron immediately turns and she kind of stops and she kind of like has a moment she says no we're, we're not doing this again I told you, we're not doing this again. And he said, like, okay, yeah, whatever, lady. Okay, I'll talk to the other ones. Comes and stands over at the bar. Um, says, hey, big guy. And motions over to um, to Keg. You see this guy, he comes in, he's in armor and everything. And uh, Keg says, yes, could I help you? He says, you're the one I always deal with. Cough up the money. We're here. And he looks over at, you see Keg look over at, at Viesa. She's like, no, we're not doing this. And he, like, literally, as she walks over, he, like, turns around and, like, hits her across the face. He's like, we're not fucking dealing with you. Give us the money, you big fuck. You guys recognize this guy, and he does not see you. This is the guy you've dealt with before. Are he's you apparently a, he's just on a different side of town now. Locke turns around to face this guy. I beg your pardon. You see, what the fuck do you? Who the fuck? Oh shit! You remember me? She starts to kind of oh. open her coat. I would leave now if I were you. I'm not in a very good mood. We're sorry. Uh, everybody, fucking scram, scram. Um, apologies. Looks over at Viesa um, and Keg. 
and like, is, are they work? Are they working for you? Leave now. Apologies. Um, I didn't. I didn't think you guys hang out inside of town once again. Actually, how's? No, 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 no. It's it's fine. I don't need another friend dead. So. Oh, no one has to die. I was actually going to suggest earning a bit of coin if you're if you're free this evening. That is. Um, oh. I'm not. Are you sure? This could be quite I a lucrative sure. opportunity. Uh, I don't, I don't want to. Well, okay. What is it? It appears there was a last-minute vacancy in the fight that was supposed to take place in this establishment this evening. A fight? Oh yes, uh, for money. Oh, okay. Who who would I be fighting? Oh, this uh, lovely gentleman right here. And as Hannibal kind of like leans to the side, there's just this giant upside-down <laughs> triangle-shaped orc, and he's just like, "Nah, I'm good." You were so confident a second I am, ago. I, he looks over at Viesa. I am sorry, Miss. I did not know that. These people were friends of yours. Um, I apologize no, to everyone. In fact, no, 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 no. no. His, no and he no. takes like a coin purse. He goes, you just take my, the coin purse. You hit my sister, brother. Yeah, we're gone. We're no, gone. We're no, gone. Fuck and he's you. like, he's like moving out. The, he's I cast the spell. Um, and he's just like moving they back. He's away. he's been slowly moving back towards the door since you guys have been talking. Um, but Hannibal, what's uh, what does he need to roll? I will save. Oh no! Oh, oh please no. be Greece. Oh, I'm sorry. That's a natural 19. <sighs> sorry, dude. Damn it, it's not Grease. Yeah, he gets it. Damn it. I mean, I'm assuming it's a positive modifier. Yeah, I mean, I don't have his character sheet pulled up, but it's, I mean, he was like, a, he had at least as many levels as you guys do. It's a DC 19. Yeah, it's not negative. Remember, he's the Inquisitor. Yeah, he he passed. Damn. Nothing happens? Nothing happens. Just, we're, we're good. I I apologize. And he like drops a coin purse, like where he's like, we won't bother you. We don't want to, we don't want anything to do with those people. Killed one of our friends in the past. I apologize for striking the lady uh, bye. And he just like turns, like goes out the door. You've gotten away this time. Locke goes over to, um, was it Viesa? Mm-hmm. And she, uh, did she fall to the ground or did she just? No, he, the face? he, he didn't like, he didn't like deck her. He like backhand hit her and like, he just, I see. I mean, she's an elf. She's quick on her feet. So like he didn't full on hit her. She didn't just like stand there. She moved, but like, yeah, she has like her face is red. She's kind of like rubbing it. Yeah. Locke goes over to her and, um, and says, are you all right? Oh, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I have these two as brothers. I grew up with them. So, uh, they always think, oh, hit the woman. She won't do anything like stab them or poison them or cut their testicles off. Wouldn't be the first time. Yeah, that's right, V. Remember that guy I was dating a few years ago? Nope. Neither do I. <laughs> well, um, hopefully you won't have to deal with them anymore. No, apparently you've had run with them. You're quite handy. We should have you around more often. Yeah. One one dead? Was that all? Well, uh, our two? intention wasn't exactly to kill them, just scare them, but that went a bit out of hand. That's how you scare someone. You kill their friends. Oh, it's it's adorable that you talk about intent. <laughs> Don't worry, dear. She, she kind of like puts her hand, like puts her arm around your shoulder. <sighs> we had a rough goings of it when we were kids, and so um, never really had a whole lot. So we've had to do a lot to get by. So your uh, murderous secret is safe with us. Thank you, I, I guess. And it appears that uh, you may have uh, made reparations of your own. And he uh, hands her the coin purse. Yeah, let's see. She goes and she goes and picks up the coin purse. She goes, yeah, we did. We can use this. She actually tosses it over to Keg, who's just like, oh, oh, and like fumbles with it and grabs it. We made enough to pay everyone back for the tickets and more. See, brother, she goes over and she she goes and grabs Pearl and just says like, we always make it work. We are the children of halflings. We are the luckiest ones. Ah, yes, lucky, but... Just like our father. Yes. That goddamn... Ugh. We need to go visit him. It's been a few months since we've seen him. We should go travel out there. It's... It, uh, I know you don't like the weather up in the mind. hinterlands, no, but he, it's... He floods my mind with his questions. I know. He's just worried about you. 
He's worried about all of us. And now that mum's gone, it's just, you know, he's lonely out there. He lives out by the lake in South Bank. It's just, we should go visit him. We should go see him sometime. Anyways, we don't need to talk about this now. We have new friends. We have new, we have new um, unpaid gods. Sorry, we don't have the money to, to pay you. Um, ignore the coin purse. But um, you know what? All your drinks are on us tonight. Um, we would love for you to stick around. It would be oh, wonderful. Oh, that's so kind. Um, I didn't catch everyone's name, actually, now that I I, I should probably fill everyone in. Um, I am Viesa, if you didn't get that. Um, this is um, uh, my younger brothers. The taller one is Kagoro. Um, we call him Keg. And, of course, you've met Salmon, who um, also goes by Pearl. Yes, I understand. <laughs> it's rather strange. An elf, a goliath, and a half-orc. Um, we're all adopted. Our parents are halflings. It's um, it's a strange family, but we make it work. Um, we're what, adorable. What are all your names? Not Biscuit. <laughs> Oh, is he calling you that again? Summoned? Treat women with respect, you little shit. I'm the older sister. Shut your mouth and respect her. Or from what I can tell by the sword she carries, she's going to eviscerate you. Stop it. Have some manners. Father would be so disappointed in you. I'm sorry. She just looks delicious. Don't do that. She's got a piece of food. (laughs) Gagging. This is too real. What is your actual name? You can call me Razan. All of you. Razan? Uh, I'm Locke. Nice to meet you, Locke. It's good to meet you. Also a biscuit, bruv. Okay. And you see Viesa goes ahead and she grabs him by like the ear and is like, we have a talk to have. And just drags him into the back. Stop. You know I hate this. (laughs) (laughs) And they go through the the two-way door. And then you guys are left standing there with Keg. And he goes, um, looks at Hannibal and says, "Uh, what is your bird's name? Um... This is Judas, and I am uh, Hannibal Thatcher at your service. Very nice to meet you all. Um, Your friend has been very quiet. Um, are you okay? When referenced, Arkrav looks up and like snaps up to view his eyes and looks at the rest of the group, confused. Arkrav. It is good to meet you, Arkrav. Um, a few moments later, you guys see walking back out after a conversation you could hear, and it was very one-sided. It was Viesa screaming at him from the back not caring about what people hear and a few moments later they come back out um i imagine <laughs> sarbund is a little bit shoulders shoulders shrunken mm-hmm. and she walks out she she kind of pushes from from behind she kind of pushes him says say you're sorry to both of them i uh you've all the muscles in the world but you're not strong enough to say you're sorry i um i am sorry that i referred to you as uh both uh cookies earlier you are both upstanding women that deserve respect and I as a uh, as a chivalrous man need to respect okay okay this is this is thank that's that's very good tell them you won't do it again I won't do it again good man she goes and like uh, gives him a little kiss on the forehead and says just kind of ruffles his hair she has to kind of like stand up on her tiptoes to get to it and says you're getting better I am sorry I I'm sorry to both of you and my sister it, oh, it's all right it's quite all right it is not quite all right. No, no. Okay, you're, you're making it a whole thing. You apologize. It's fine. Just do better next time. I am, it doesn't have to I be. Will do you're so, better you're next so dramatic. Time. You're so dramatic. Don't repeat everything that I say. I am v- very sorry. Okay, this is all right. Um, <laughs> Rizan it's, is just staring at him. Um, I'm sure Rizan accepts your apology as well. I'll accept it once you show me that you won't do it again. I like this one. I hope I will not do it again. No, you won't do it again. I will not do it again. Or you'll deal with me. 
Anyways, another round. And as she says that, you guys um, kind of hear like um, some commotion come outside. It sounds like almost like people moving through the streets. And you see one man kind of ducks his head inside. He's like, oh, everybody, the, the fucking prime minister's addressing the city up at the parliamentary assemblage. Fucking let's go. And then he just runs outside. And VS is like, the hell? We're fine. I, I, have to, I have to watch the bar. So people come in here all the time yelling things. She just goes back to like time in a conversation with you guys. We should go. Guys, come on. Arcro starts to run outside. Hannibal tries to finish his drink as fast as possible. And then, <laughs> and then he tries to finish. He's finishing everybody's drinks. Fuck. <laughs> 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 he's going to be so smashed. We'll be oh back. my God. Sarman, do you go with him? He'll like look outside. He'll step outside. Yeah, you can see there's like, there's not like a ton of people, but there's people moving through the streets and they seem to be going towards the assembly. Just a little ways away from here. But you see like you stand out there with Viesa and she's like, we might not want to go. Come on, let's catch up with them. They seem to know where they're going. He he grabs his sister's hand and they they go. Keg, watch the bar. He's, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> Poor Keg. <laughs> Damn it! I meant to mention too. When you guys like leave the establishment, you see like a really cute picture of like Keg, Viesa, and um, Pearl, and on uh, both uh, Keg and Pearl's laps are mom and dad smiling really big How like cute. in a character kind of like yeah <laughs> you guys take off uh going this direction there's a lot of people starting to gather and you guys eventually get to the assemblage and you guys have to push through folks until you can eventually see uh at the front of the assemblage where there's these big cascading staircases where there's like a set of stairs and a landing set of stairs and a landing set of stairs and landing. these big steps that go up to the front that you guys have gone up and down multiple times and seen many times there's like a makeshift kind of stage with podium set up right uh, on like the middle the middle tier there and tons of people are gathering there's like murmuring in the crowd and uh you guys are able to kind of push your way eventually to get kind of in the thick of things so you can actually see what the hell is happening but you're um you're not quite like right at the front but you are like in you're you're like smack dab in the middle of the stage essentially probably you know i don't know 80 80 feet from where the stage is so relatively close we're able to push through um i'm sure sarmund is helpful in that um, getting you guys through. You guys can see standing up at the podium are uh, a set of guards, obviously, at, at the front. There's two look like royal guards or just the personal guards to Laveau. Uh, you can see Reynard. You can see Laveau herself, as well as Varel and Beslov are standing up at the up at this podium. And they're kind of having a conversation, like people like kind of speaking amongst the crowd. And there's like a strange moment like no one really knows what's going on. So people are like, you can hear people having conversations like, what the hell is going on? Like, like... What is, what is happening? Why is this? Why is this happening? So eventually, Laveau steps forward to the podium, and you see her kind of fiddle with a little necklace around her neck, and she begins to speak quite loudly. It's obviously magically enhanced to speak out towards the crowd, and the crowd kind of quells down as she begins to speak. Hello. Good evening to you all. I know this is rather short notice, but um, there's no really other time to do this. But um, I come before you all today to address the recent goings-on that I'm sure all of you have heard about in one way or another. After what I now see as a blatant lack of caution and short-sightedness, with no extra precautions in place, there was a second attempt on my life. You know, like, the crowd begins to, like, murmur and everything. It's kind of people talking back and forth. People next to you are like, what the, what? There's another one? And she holds her hands up. She says, several dangerous spectral assassins were sent straight here to the Parliament building to finish the job of the assassin at the tournament. As you can see, I survived, thanks to some 
dear and brave friends. And you actually see she glances down at where you guys are. She'll be able to pick you guys out in the crowd. Animal waves. <laughs> she kind of looks over at you guys. What's more importantly and tragically, over 40 other individuals lost their lives in the attack. 10 of my personal guard, another 20 towns guard, my secretary, Baron Redcliffe, and several more employees, as well as government officials. One of them being Deputy Prime Minister Trevoy Teleria. You see, like, the crowd starts to murmur, there's louder murmuring, and, like, people are like, what is going on? Like, this is, like, this whole people are shouting, and she raises her hands to quiet them, and they kind of stop for a minute. Travoy was a dear, dear friend, and a man that will sorely be missed. He was committed so wholeheartedly to our Republic, and I know he would want us to press forward. He never wavered from his path, and neither should we. <sighs> she gives, like, a deep breath that's, like, audible. Because of these events and those during the All Runes Day Festival... I feel there is no other choice to be made but thus. As of today at sundown, I, Prime Minister Emerin Laveau, enact a strict curfew on all residents of Rigel and put the city on a full lockdown. These conditions will remain until the threats on citizens' lives can be quelled and the transgressors cut out root and stem. And while she's saying this, the crowd just begins to moan and boo. There's shouts and jeers that fill the entire area. People are angry, like, like, you hear her after like adjusting her necklace and she her voice grows even louder. She says, now I know this is unexpected and I, I understand your apprehensions, but keeping the city locked down for the time being can only help. And as she's saying this, you hear the crowd begins to quiet while she speaks, and a shouting voice can be heard above the rest. How is looking us up in our houses saving us from ghosts and monsters that could tear our doors down or simply walk through our walls? My neighbor Rafe saw specters in the streets last night. And there's rumors of a fucking werewolf stuck in the city. And you hear, at, like, the, there's gasps and confused shouts that engulf the crowd. How are you going to stop them, eh, lady? From killing our children in their beds? From some wolf and beast murdering me on my front porch, leaving my kids as orphans? And you, the crowd nods and shouts in agreement. Another voice rings out from further in the crowd. And how am I supposed to put food on the table? I work at night. Is my family supposed to starve? Are you going to feed them? Not to mention there's, there's been people disappearing for fucking months. And you and your thanes said you fixed that. Had a right proper ceremony to congratulate yourselves too. Where are your thanes now? Gone off to who knows where to help some more important people. More important than those right in your own doorstep. And the crowd beginning to just grow angrier and more violent. People are arguing with each other. You see two young men just right next to you guys pushing each other as they tumble down to the ground. The crowd billowing out around them as several other individuals try to quell the fight. Uh, you see, even see an old tomato thrown. Its trajectory locked right towards the prime minister. Just one tomato? Uh, one single tomato. Uh, <laughs> as she recoils just before being hit, you see a flash of steel as Reynard's blade Ooh. slices the tomato in two, causing the split pieces to barely miss yeah, Laveau, splattering on the steps behind them, his blade quickly resheathed. Uh, as the crowd begins to come, become more and more violent, you're all pushed and tossed around. Like, it's becoming this, like, little mosh pit. Like, people are, there's this kind of rabble happening. And you're unable to, like, keep your eyes on the stage. Some of you may even, like, take a few hits of unseen and unexpected fists. What do you guys do? Uh, Razan is just going to, like, try and weave her way out of the crowd. Okay, I need you to roll a CMB. Like, there's so many fucking people here. It's going to be, there's, you're crowded. You're almost like when you're at a show, you're getting pushed around by people. 
that? 18? 18. Okay, you're able to like kind of get a little bit free and you're able to move, but the the going through this crowd is slow. You're not moving very far every like quote unquote round, but you're able to kind of get free a little bit and, and maneuver yourself. Maybe you like elbow some dude that's pushing on you in the nose. Um, blood comes splattering out. You just hit him as hard as you can and you're just trying to get through the area. Anybody else do anything? Are we near the prime minister? You're probably, like I said, 80, 100 feet from the area and she has, she has guards. So like... Uh. I think Locke is just like, as people, she's probably getting shoved around a lot because she's really small and she's just, just shouting, please stop, calm down, please stop. Your voice is just utterly just, just drowned out by like the shouting and the fighting. Uh, anybody else? I think Arkrav would try to grab as many people close to him as uh, people that he knows his friends. Okay, um, you probably see hands. Locke and you immediately grab Locke and like pull her towards you. Yeah. And maybe like like at a show, like you're 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 protecting your girlfriend from the mosh pit. You, you stand out. in front of her. Yeah, exactly. You put you put or you put your you put your arm out like at a right angle. <laughs> right. To block any like hits. Anybody else? <laughs> um Hannibal's going to turn to his friends. Are you Arkov's like trying to usher us off? Uh, I think he's just protecting you. Razan is probably like trying to find a path for you guys. I'd say that's what she's probably doing. Yeah. That was the intention of like trying to Are you taking us towards the Prime Minister or away from the Prime Minister? I think the the close whatever the closest like exit of this crowd. It'd be away okay. it's, from the front. Yeah. Yeah, probably away from the front. It's gonna be a it's a little bit away from you guys. There's a lot of people here. It's a big city and like people are packed in to come see this. Ah. Uh, I don't know. Hannibal kind of wants to go be with the prime minister. But if you're like, if we're like walking away. It's also probably the quickest way to get to her is to get out of the crowd and just go around it. That's true. That's true. Sure. Yeah, I think uh, he'll he'll stick with the group and try to get out of here. Okay. Our girl will stick an elbow up over uh, Hannibal's head. So after a few minutes of this pandemonium is broken out, you guys are with Viesa and Sarmund are with you guys. They maybe got like pushed a little bit to the side, but I imagine Sarmund is like sees you guys kind of walling up in this little area to hunker down a little bit. And he just like grabs his sister and like pulls her like towards he just like throws a shoulder into a couple people mm-hmm. just to get over there. After a few minutes of this pandemonium kind of breaks out, you hear a very sudden and different voice ring out from the stage. Uh, this is just someone mm-hmm. shouting at the top of their Shit. lungs. Uh, it's very clear. It's very loud. And it's familiar. Bestliv steps forward, shouting over the crowd. You hear him just screaming, Stop! Listen, please! There's no need for this! We, we need to see the bigger picture here! And the crowd continues just to, just to roll on. Go ahead and uh, everyone roll a perception check. Oh my god, I'm so scared. Locke? 11. And Hannibal? 8. Razan? 13. And Arkrov? 7. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, Pearl. Pearl? Rolled 25. Wow, Felix wow. just got the best. He the only one that was that yeah, high. I rolled a um, natural 18 plus have a plus seven on the uh, perception. So as you guys are getting tossed around, pretty much the only person that really sees this is is Pearl. But um, Pearl, as you kind of gather yourself, um, maybe you help you know get people back on their feet or whatever. As you're all kind of hunkering down mm-hmm. together, you see your eyes fall back onto the steps and the podium. You see. Best live. Um, he's a man you you don't you don't know about him really, but you see him give a look over to the prime minister, and he has kind of like a, a weak smile on his face. She returns the weak smile. Um, it's kind of a genuine look of frustration and sadness. And as you guys all kind of gain your composure and are able to kind of hunker down and face back towards the stage, um, you guys see Best Live's eyes fall on all of you. He's looking right at you guys. It's very obvious. Oh shit! And you see him stare really solemnly for a few moments, and that seemed to stretch out for several. 
And so you see him stagger to the ground with a twisting motion. What? The cracking of bones what? and joints no. audible over the murmuring what? crowd. No. As you see his form stretch and swell, splitting out oh. of his tunic, we hear a woman near the no. front shriek in terror. Varel, Laveau, and Reynard recoiling back from him. The crowd simultaneously turning to look at the commotion on the stage, standing up, looming over them with torn clothing, bristling with coarse blackish hair, and two piercing yellow eyes stands Beslev, changed into a wolf. The crowd stands awestruck in silence for several moments, some of them running, others fainting, but all the rest stood at individual attention, shocked at what they're witnessing. With a shudder and a howl, the beast begins to shrink and pull back down to the ground, back into the human form of Beslev, now clad in but bits of his torn garments, and he speaks over the silence. Now I have your attention. There's a true and noticeable sadness in the words he says. You're all right. There are beasts in the city. There are horrors in the night. Real, true danger. But I'm not talking about what you just saw. Not the fanged truth you just witnessed. This, beating his fist on his chest. This is what the monster is. You guys hear his voice crack as he says this. This is what stalks you in the streets. What keeps you up at night. It's me. The ones who will take what they want and give you nothing. Those who steal your friends and family, the crowd begins to murmur. The rich and the powerful who want nothing and everything from you. But her? And he points over to the Laveau, to Laveau. You see Varel immediately stands in front of her to guard her. You see the posture and demeanor of Beslev lacks. She's not one of those people. She cares a lot. She has your best interest in mind. There's a moment of silence that is immediately broken by the murmuring of the cloud and another shouting onlooker. And that's coming from a violent, bloodthirsty wretch. You should be in chains! A few other voices ring out from the crowd. Yeah, put him in fucking chains! Put him in chains! Lock him up! Cut off his fucking head! The original speaker continues to speak. And do you mean to tell us, honorable member of parliament, that you're responsible for the missing and lost lives over the last year? The crowd kind of grows quiet, waiting for an answer. Beslev looks over to his left to Laveau, you guys can see her just looking puzzled at him. Yes. Some. The crowd immediately erupts with shouts and jeering. Beslev lowers his gaze before looking back to all of you. Stares and breaks the gaze. You can hear voices cry out, Murderer! Dog fucker! Bastard! An assortment of various vegetables and random objects, including no less than three shoes, are tossed towards Beslev. <laughs> he doesn't move an inch. What do you guys do? Oh my god. What? I think Arkrov would start to move towards Beslev. Okay. I feel like, yes. Yeah, well, same. Locke is being protected by Arkrov, so she'll go wherever she, where he goes. Okay, so um, for this, uh, who's trying to push through the crowd? Arkrov? Arkrov, Razan. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to count Arkrov's role towards you, Locke. Okay. Because he's kind of the one doing it. Hannibal, Sarmand, what are you doing? Um, well, that was Hannibal's original idea. In, so you're going to go that direction? Well, no, but before we were all moving away, and then now we're going back towards the stage, I guess. Hannibal's very confused, so he's... Uh, going to keep backing away from the stage. He's not going to go with them towards uh, towards the commotion. He's going to try to get at least put some distance between him and the crowd. Okay. So you're moving that direction. You guys begin to start pushing through the crowd and try to try to get through. I'm probably not going to have you guys roll. You're just you're just all pushing through. It's mayhem. You know, you might progress a little bit. You might not. So as you guys are doing this, you're just this assault of people. You know, you're having like a Razan every once in a while. You have to just duck out of the way of a fist. Um, Hannibal, you're trying not to get hit. Saruman, you've watched your sister deck three different dudes. 
and it's the right hook that you taught her as it's come around. And as you guys are in this mayhem, kind of cutting through this kind of, this white noise, you slowly begin to hear a chant begin to swell up from the mass of people. Starts far off to one side, starts to gain speed as if a runaway cart down a well-worn hill. Cut off his head! Cut off his head! Cut off his head! Cut off his head! Cut off! And this is hundreds if not thousands of people chanting, cut off his head. It is uproarious. It shakes you to the core. The crowd has become a full-blown mob as you were all thrown around and pushed. You make out onlookers near the stage, pushed back by Townsguard with shields and spears as they rush the stairs. Reynard and Vorel have stepped to barricade Laveau from the streaming mass below them. Emran, peering past their shoulders, manages to push forward from their guard, falling onto the stone just a few feet away from Beslev. As she stands, the two look at each other, her confused and he ashamed. Through all the commotion and chanting, through peasants fighting nobles, guards fighting peasants, you just make out the slightest nod from Beslev. And there's this weird beat between the two of them. Laveau immediately stands up straight and looking to two of her personal guards standing on the opposite side of Howell. Halberds gleaming in the sun. With a curt nod, she steps back towards Reynard and Varel while the halberdiers fall on Beslev. One of them kicking him behind the knees, forcing him to the ground. The other standing off to Beslev's right, his hands gripping tightly to his readied weapon. The crowd's chant continues. Cut off his head! Cut off his head! Cut off his head! You can see Varel facing the Prime Minister, one confused and the other a bit detached, arguing. We see Beslev on his knees, his head down, exposing his neck and his eyes, looking directly at any of you who are watching. As the guard raises his polearm in a tall arc to strike, the wide, curved blade glinting in the light of the sun, we can nearly hear the seething whine of the steel through the thick, tense air of the parliamentary assemblage above the roar of the crowd begging for Beslev Howell's head. And we'll see you guys next week. Oh my god! Oh my god! What the fuck? What the fuck? This is what we get. This is what we get. Oh my (laughs) god! This is what we get! Oh man! Yep. Well, uh, (laughs) just to wrap things up before everybody goes too off the deep end with this, um, everybody, we're super glad for you stopping by to hang out with us this week. Uh, Thanks for sticking by us during this crazy time. As always, you can check us out on Twitter and Instagram at PodCalledQuest. Go to PodCalledQuest.com or check us out on Patreon. If you want to hear me write more crazy shit like this and improve the show and make it even better, check out a buck or two over at (laughs) Patreon.com slash PodCalledQuest. We super appreciate it. Uh, And all of our current patrons, you know we love you. We fucking love you, baby. As always, a huge shout out to Sirenscape, Larian Studios, The Game Kitchen, and CD Projekt Red for letting us use their awesome music and their sound effects. You can check out them as well as all the other Creative Commons composers we use at podcalledquest.com slash music and each and every episode show notes. I demand you to go check out blacklivesmatter.com. It's still important. It will always be important. The Lebanese Red Cross, a bunch of folks that are near and dear to us and really need your help right now. And please, if you're an American, go to workelections.com. And if you have the time and the ability, please volunteer at this current time during the COVID crisis because we need more people at the polls so we can vote that fucking orangutan out of office. I'm sorry to orangutans. It's actually really offensive to them because they don't deserve to be compared to Donald Trump. But with that, we love you. We appreciate you. And uh, we'll see y'all in the next one. We get to see if we get to cut off Best of Howell's head. Bye! Bye, everybody.